Hello and welcome to the Rogers Roundtable. I'm Calvin Rogers, joined alongside my cousin Selden Rogers. And today we have our Aunt Lisa on uh, the show with us. So thank you, Aunt Lisa, for coming on. Thank you for having me. Uh, one thing we like to ask each person that comes on, uh, the first question is, where do you fall in the order of 13? And then tell us a little bit about your immediate family. Okay, I am number nine. I fall between John and Jean. Mm. <laughs> um, so I'm married to Bill McBratney, as you know, for 33 years. My daughters, Kay and Carrie. Kay is 27. Fun facts about her she has uh, traveled and visited, she told me, 17 countries and 24 states. Mm-hmm. And she will soon see another country. After Hawaii, she'll be in Africa. Hmm. So, this summer. Carrie is 25. She's crafty like me. Started crocheting here recently. She helps uh, at youth group. And she has two fractured knuckles currently. Volleyball. Volleyball. (laughs) Yeah, New Life Church. Crazy. Friday night. Friday night. Did she just go this past Friday? Is that when she got hurt? Um, it was beginning of December. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And Dad and Nurse Bill thought, uh, just jammed. Mm. <laughs> it was not. What'd she do? Hit him on the ground or something? Or No. She, they were warming up. She didn't even get to play a game. She was very upset. Oh, wow. <laughs> Maternity, or trying to go for a spike and her depth perception was off and yeah. landed right. Mm. On top of her knuckles. So after a couple of weeks, when it was still swollen, I was like, no. Nah, Not jammed. It still <laughs> <Nope>. hurts a lot. <laughs> so yeah, we have x-rays to prove it. As far as family, like we enjoy playing games, hosting friends, and a good campfire. Who doesn't like a good campfire? Yep. S'mores? Of course. Of course. Obviously. Old boys, <laughs> dough boys, whatever you want to call them, yeah. Never heard them called that. That's not the s'more. That's with the s'more. I see. Mm. Um, we also like to ask, ask everybody, um, how would you describe your parents? Yeah, as same as everyone else. You know, my dad's hardworking, quiet. I would add caring, creative. Besides him making the airplanes and the rockets, which we were not allowed to touch. Mm-hmm. He also, when I was in high school, we went and did ceramics painting and uh, stuff clay molding uh, and whatnot. yeah well we didn't do the making of it you just did the painting and then they fired it but mm. he he made a bunch of stuff i still have a pitcher and bowl that he made for me mm. and he showed me how to knit and i would say he was a little stubborn <laughs> in what ways uh, certain ways of doing things there was a certain way of doing things mm-hmm. so yeah. Everybody's got a little bit of that. Yeah. We all got that from them. <laughs> <laughs> My mom, as everybody else said, outgoing, knew how to. I think that was more because I remember her one time saying, people just talk to me. I don't go up to them. They come to me. <laughs> but I think she knew how to ask questions, yeah. which I don't know how to ask questions. I just listen. <laughs> She always spoke her mind about everyday topics. You never questioned where she, what she thought about anything. She would tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, I would describe her as a prayer warrior, strict, a little stubborn too. Uh, tell us about your childhood growing up in New Jersey and then moving to PA. What, what were your thoughts on that moving up here? And I guess how old you were at the time. In New Jersey, I only lived on Lake Avenue. I was a year old when we moved there. And I really, that was my favorite house ever. I always thought I wanted to move when I was old enough and have a house that big until (laughs) I realized I'd need a servant to clean it because I wouldn't Mm. want to. But it was a big old house. Um, I was telling my kids they're probably tired of hearing me say it, but it was a neat house, I thought. Because you had the four levels. Every room was connected by a doorway to every other room. 
you had the main hallway that went from the front to back, upstairs and downstairs. But every room had a doorway that went in through a closet or was just there upstairs in the bedrooms. The girls' bedroom was on the one side. Through our closet, you could get into the boys' bedroom. <laughs> Across the hall, you could get into my parents', which there was a door or a wardrobe right there, which you couldn't. But there was a doorway. And that room went to the next one, went to the bathroom. It just they were all, hmm. all connected. Which I thought was cool. We had a lot of fun in the basement. Sardines in a can, hide and go seek in the dark. Of course, the boys always made that scary for you. But that's what they were doing. <coughs> I think neighborhood-wise was the same as up here. I mean, we're country up here, but down there, the neighborhood was... I was born in 62, so it was late 60s, 70s when we moved in 74. So that time frame, it was all right to go in the neighborhood, Mm -hmm. although we weren't allowed to go around the block, but you know we did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tommy's Pond was crossed. In the summertime, we went down to Edger School, which had the playground, had summer programs, had to sign up to swim at the pool. Um, the opposite direction was Route 27, which was a busy highway. Mm-hmm. Highway. Busy road. And our yard was not big to get games like tag or football or whatever going on. Uh, but next door was a apartment building, which had a nice side big yard that we played there a lot. I don't know if the people who lived there like that, but we did. And we would even go across 27, which was some kind of memorial thing, I remember, which had a plaque, which was probably five or six foot tall. And in the fall, when there were leaves, we would rake them up to this and we would climb it and jump down (laughs) onto it. (laughs) Um, I would say it was fun and, as far as I knew, fairly safe at the time. Do you remember a lot of kids, like, in the neighborhood growing up? Uncle Robert had mentioned there. When he was growing up, wherever it was at, there was yeah. a, always a bunch of kids around. Well, that was the previous house. Right. Right. Um, but this one, next door, um, Patty Casey. And she had three older siblings, and she would, the, there was a gap between her and them. And she was in my grade and went to the Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Um, so hung out with her, Jean and I, somewhat, but she was in my grade. Mm-hmm. Um so then, of course, the whole time I went to the Catholic school from kindergarten to seventh grade when we moved. Not all of them was because I think after Jean, they didn't have kind of kindergarten there anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's why your dad went to the public school down the street. And I don't know if we ever had two cars at the same time, but my mom wasn't one to... I mean, we didn't get a ride, so Richard would have went on to first grade to walk James to school, so he wasn't alone to kindergarten, um, that kind of thing. So so you moved up here to PA in seventh grade seventh, or eighth grade? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. What were your thoughts on that? Did you want to move? Did you? I don't know if I wanted to move, but we knew, I knew, they knew going up there I'd be going to the junior high. That would have been cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Catholic school, we wouldn't have had to wear uniforms anymore. My idea of public school was a little bit more freedom. Catholic school was very strict. Although, I will say, my fifth grade teacher, Sister Diane, anyway, she was cool. Mm. She was younger. She could play guitar. And she would play music for us in the classroom. And she let us clap. Hmm. That was a big deal. You were not <laughs> allowed to clap. Because we went, somebody else said that we went to Mass the first of every month because you were connected, the school was connected to the church. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a big deal. She was cool. When you moved up here and then went to public school, was it what you thought it would be or did you miss? No, I didn't miss. One thing I didn't like was because starting in October is when we moved. Um, just placed into a class. Seventh grade, there was a bunch of classes, and they had it, seven one, seven two, seven three. I was in seven five, so I was not with the smartest group, which, <laughs> not that I was a straight-A student, but 
Catholic school was ahead of, yeah. I think Gene said it, yeah, where they right. were. So I knew mm-hmm. what they were learning. What they were just learning and should have said something but didn't. So it settled in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, it was all right. We asked, I don't know how many people this, but you know, what was it like around the dinner table as a kid? I was telling my kids, they probably tired of hearing me say it. Be glad that I'm over with this. <laughs> but along with the how old you were, what piece of chicken you got right. kind of thing, right. it was also um, picture you could fit 10 around the table, right? Four on each side, mom and dad. There was a high chair on an end with usually my dad's end. There were stools for however many needed so whoever needed high chair and then the next youngest were on the stools and then at the table the two middle seats on either side were the younger kids the older kids got to sit on the outside ends that's how it went unspoken just what you did (laughs) seemed to me anyways yeah um so always trying to move up and i will say there was always two choices of vegetable for dinner so if you didn't like one, there was another one. Was there any night you didn't like either? <laughs> no. No? Always nope. liked one, huh? Yep. Lucked out. <laughs> yeah, that is lucky. Another memory around the table. In the summer times, my dad would come home for lunch every day. And before he left, he would go around and give everybody a kiss that was there. Goodbye, around the table. And uh, that included... Uh, the cousins that were there because my mom babysat probably all of Aunt Ruthie's kids, but I remember David because he's like almost a year different than mine, older than me. Anyway, but uh, one day he went around twice. And we thought we were all pretty special. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to ask others if they remember that as well. Yeah. yeah. What do you eat for lunch? Just a bunch of sandwiches or what? Yeah, whatever. But I mean, he always came home for lunch, but he worked a lot, so he was not home a lot. Yeah, I don't. But he worked close. Yes, to the house. During so the he day. was able to. Yeah. Come back for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what sibling were you closest to growing up, and did that change as you got older? I wouldn't say close, because how close can you be as kids? I don't know. You do stuff. Right. Um, Gene was next to me in age, so we did stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. I was more, like she said, we're all have different personalities and stuff. I like to read, like to listen to music, and I like to crochet, knit, whatever. So I was just as happy doing that by myself as with playing with everybody else. I mean, James and Richard were younger. John and Mark were older, didn't want to hang (laughs) with the girls necessarily. So it was like, but if you needed a group... Like Gene said, we got dragged in to play yeah, yeah. football or whatever. Yeah. But um, Do you remember playing football? I do not. You don't remember? Vaguely. <laughs> Vaguely. Tried to cut those memories. I, I remember Keep Away in New Jersey in that side yard next door. And I remember because boys are stronger than girls, it's a thing. So I remember getting really mad one time. Because the boys were always keeping it away. And I just ran after somebody and pushed them over. And and they fell over. (laughs) (laughs) It only lasted for two seconds. But it was good. It was a good two two seconds. seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking the choice of music I would have had to listen to would have been Robert's, Dennis's. But I can remember Harry Chapin. You probably don't know these people. Joan Baez, I think. Is her name? Anyways, they're more mellow. Hmm. But yeah, nobody else wanted to come in with me and listen to music, so. I like listening to music. <laughs> Not when you're 10 or 11. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, who are you closest to now that you're older? Um, probably Gene and Dennis, I would say. Yeah. Just because we'll get to it, but I, I lived in New Jersey for four years and worked, so I was with Dennis. Got to know all the older ones better. And I would say it's just like diff- what time in my life I'm closest to who right. is what I was doing or where I was working 
right. where I was living. So, yeah. you got any funny or interesting stories you like to share about your childhood? Well, Robert said the one I was going to share too because I remember uh, Gammy telling us to go outside and blow the stink office. And I remember, and it amazes me that I remember that because I think I was four years old when she died. Mm. So this would have been, I don't know how much earlier she came to live with us. I remember being told, you stay out of these two rooms downstairs because they're hers. You're not allowed to touch anything, not allowed to be in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I was little and I remember uh, the day she died. Not that I know what was going on. But I was supposed to be upstairs taking a nap, heard commotion, came down to the back porch and remember seeing her sitting on the bottom step and some guy in a white overall, which would have been ambulance Mm -hmm. people and then being told to get back up to bed. So Mm -hmm. I remember that day. Mm -hmm. But her telling us to blow the stink off us. I remember one day being really mad about that because we did not stink. (laughs) And we're outside on the back steps, grumbling and complaining because we didn't want to be outside mm. for whatever reason. But the kitchen window was right there above the sink, above where we're standing. She had to have heard us. <laughs> <laughs> she had to have heard us. But anyway, uh, I remember vacations. I remember going to the beach when I was really young, grade school or younger. Well, I was in grade school. Anyway. Long Island Beach. My mother had a friend who had a bungalow. And I remember thinking it was weird that we all fit in this little two-bedroom. Boys slept on the porch area, which was the front of it. Little kitchen, bathroom. But it had a huge dining room table that 10 people would fit around or more. Mm. And the coolest thing I remember was that there was a shower on the back porch that you got all the sand off you before coming in or whatever. Right. And that, that to me was just the coolest thing that was outside. There's no top. You can see this guy. <laughs> and I also remember a neighbor girl in some other bungalow and she had a bag of candy and she would not share. <laughs> so I had to have been really little. Four or five, I don't know what. And it was small and I think Jean and Jerry and I would have shared a bed in the, the one bedroom because the boys were on the porch. I think others would have different memories of that, like being able to go downtown or get an ice cream or whatever. I don't. Mm. I remember this mosquito truck. That's what we called it, going by. And they would spray, blew over the fan, sucked whatever right in through the... Oh. Gross. But anyway. <laughs> and I remember going to uh, Stoke State Forest in the cabin. And there was an upstairs with a lot of bunk beds. And that was fun. We always look for salamanders, went to the lakes. I remember asking my dad one time, I think we were getting packed ready to go, how old he was. He told me he was 44, and I did not believe him, but he probably was. But I thought that was just old, terrible. I didn't say it to him, but I just was like, no, you're not. (laughs) He was laughing at me. Yeah, I am. Okay, couple fun facts. When I was 12, we had our house fire in New Jersey. When my daughter Kay was 12, we had our house fire. My mother was 48 when we had that fire. I was 47 (laughs) when we had our house fire. My mother was 36 when she had me. I was 36 when I had Carrie. Just a couple fun facts. (laughs) Interesting coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, take us through your high school years. Obviously, you went to high school in Troy. High school in so Troy. Take yep. us through that. High school was all right. Seventh grade was a little rough. Being new, everybody already had their friends. You've already been there ahead. Came in the middle, felt like. But eighth grade, made a friend who I still get together with mm-hmm. now. Lifelong friend, whatever you want to call it, Cindy. Yeah. I don't know if you... She was Cindy Rob. Now she's Cindy Rob again. Anyway. Um, Is that true? Like, you didn't just make that up? Cindy Rob and Cindy Rob again? <laughs> I'm sorry. She was married. Now she's not. She's Cindy Rob oh, again. Okay. Oh, okay. 
Sorry, Cindy. <laughs> I thought that was like your name. You listen or to that. Sorry about that. <laughs> Mess that up. <laughs> but we uh, did everything together. Hung out. Was at her house. If I was anywhere. Slept over. Skating every Friday night until you were whatever the age was, 13. Then you go every Saturday night mm. with the cool kids, with the older kids. Um, I was I was number nine, so like the middle child. Not that I tried to solve problems, middle child. Mm. I just didn't cause problems. Mm-hmm. I was good. Too busy reading. Busy <laughs> reading, out staying out of trouble, not getting, you know. I was in between Gene and John, remember. Yeah. So I was the good kid. <laughs> Um, uh, what else did I got it all written down no boyfriends no smoking or drinking no swearing no parties I have never tasted beer to this day or smoked ever (laughs) which in high school you would get teased for that and I did but my dad said he got it was too scary for for me it was yeah. too scary for me. I wouldn't. I didn't want to try any of it. Yeah. We had Better fun. off. We had fun. Yeah. Skating. I love to skate. Yeah. So. Tell us about your, you know, your first couple of jobs, and then what has been your favorite job that you've had. My first job was at Penny's when it was in Troy for Christmas. Mark worked there. I think is why I even got called asked to because i don't i didn't go there i know i didn't go and apply there um it was maybe a month found out i do not like sales and next job was the troy hospital laundry when troy hospital was downtown and the laundry was in a separate building from the hospital and that was kind of gonna say neat interesting because the huge machines are not what you would have at the laundromat nowadays. They had levers and little pulley things. And we each took turn washing a day. So you were in charge of loading the machines and that. And they had a huge, I don't even know what to call it, wheel cylinder for ironing. Mm. Their stuff for the operating room, huck towels they were called. And you just slid it up, burnt myself on it once. It's like 450 degrees, not cool. <laughs> I think I might have been there six months. And then I moved to New Jersey for four years and worked at RCHP, where Dennis worked, Rutgers Community Health Plan. Started out in medical records department half the day, the rest of the day in health information department which was mislabeled what we did was take in all your forms your fiscal forms your disability forms and get them filled out and whatever um so i answered the phone a lot we were right next to the they don't call it psych department anymore whatever that's called that you would have visits with your therapist it was Rutgers was a health plan and you came and saw doctors but they also had like specialty orthopedics and mm-hmm. pediatrics and everything there in the one building so they had this and it was down the hall and we had somebody come one time down the hall and missed the turn <laughs> and sat there in the chair in front of my desk letting me know all his problems until they could find somebody <laughs> to come get him <laughs> anyways but yeah after a while then i was just in that department because medical records was like the bottom of the list of, anyway, four years. And then I moved back to New Jer- or Pennsylvania after my dad died. And then I worked um, for Dr. Danko, chiropractor in Sayre, Athens, wherever that was. And then, I think after I got married, then I worked for Bill's dad in his office. He had real estate and he owned apartments, so it was like bookkeeping there. And then when we bought the skating rink, I quit that. And I also babysat Allison 
in there because the rink was more like a second shift job. We didn't open until nighttime. There wasn't much during the day. We did have a few uh, few morning things. Martha Lloyd and them used to come and walk, or some of them skated. That was neat. Kay told me to tell you I was a DJ. Mm, DJ. I messed it up, Kay. Sorry. <laughs> I was supposed to say I was a DJ, and then you're supposed to be like, where? <laughs> At the rink. Yeah, Bill was like crowd control. I was the... <laughs> took the money and played the music. Mm. And we got buses when we had the rink then. I didn't have a choice. I was told. Getting two buses, you can drive one. So that would have been in 91. Told by who? My husband. Mm. I said that. You need a CDL <laughs> for that. <laughs> Like a full-size um, bus? Or? Actually, no. I was grandfathered into that because it was within that first year hmm. that uh, I didn't have to take CDL test. Good thing. They so just let you just, out on the road. Yeah. Good <laughs> thing. I had just, well, I think I probably had to take a written or whatever, but I didn't have to take the driving because hmm. I had just taken the other, which everybody fails that the first time. So, you know, failed that the first time. <laughs> And then, I've driven bus since then, till now. But in between there also, when the kids started school at New Covenant, I was the lunch lady. And I probably should mention, I was thinking this afterwards, that I got involved in that school a lot with the um, auxiliary, which is not a paying job, but I then helped with all the fundraising. So then it was how I got involved with Troy Fair and doing their birthday the booth there and all of that because you asked what my favorite job was which peeling peaches and cutting them up <laughs> eating them well <laughs> i thought skating would be my favorite job yeah. because i love to skate yeah. but i hardly ever got to skate because hmm. too busy working. running the dj <laughs> that's right <laughs> you're working yeah right so no my favorite job is peeling peaches hmm. yeah really I still go back and peel peaches. Where else can you work? And it's fun sitting there with a bunch of people yakking like we're doing now. Yeah. It's great. And I, I, I've i never done it, but I know, I mean, other family members have been down there doing it, right? Volu- it's volunteer. Oh, you know, yeah. Just, so. <laughs> yeah. When I stopped doing it, they lost quite a few hmm. workers. <laughs> <laughs> I'd recruit them all. Yeah. You'd mentioned to us that your dad passed away at 24. Um, when I was 24, yeah. Yeah, when you were when you were 24. Yeah. Uh, you said you were in New Jersey at the time. Mm-hmm. Just can you tell us a little bit about that, what you remember, um, maybe what your mother, what her feelings were on it, and then like the rest of the family. And I'm kicking myself because I wish I would have asked everybody else before. You know, I think mm-hmm. I asked... Uh, Uncle Robert or my dad or whatever, but I wanted to hear everybody's. Yeah. I was living in New Jersey at the time in my last apartment that I was in. I was there four years. I think I was in four different places. But Gene and Larry and I shared an apartment for that for a year or less. And Dennis called us whenever that was afternoon, evening, and let us know he was going to travel up and Gene and I both were like we're going to so we drove up and it was late at night when we got to the hospital and they let us in to see him and that was like the worst Hmm. I told you I could do this but because I hadn't thought about it. But because um, my dad, I think I remember him being sick one day mm. the whole time I was ever at home taking a sick day. So, yeah. And then um, 
I forget what day it happened, but I'm thinking I might we might have called off the next. Yes, it was during the week probably because we called off the next day, but then we had to go back, go to work. So then it was weekends we would come up and visit. I think he was only in the hospital for like maybe a month. And I came up one other time to visit, and that was uh, John had the story of him putting money on his chest and my dad trying to grab yeah, it. And Jean. And Jean said that. Yeah. yeah. And I remember I was there that weekend, yeah. and I remember thinking, because they were talking about how much better he's getting, he's going to be going home soon, and all this. And Jean was getting married like April. Hmm. And that was. March. March, yeah. So, um, teasing him about walking down the aisle and getting ready, and I remember looking at him and thinking he couldn't talk mm-hmm. yet, even, and thinking this is not going to be good him to go home and be like this that he can't mm-hmm. totally because it affects your one side was, you know, paralyzed so he didn't have a whole lot of movement mm-hmm. and not being able to talk, and I'm thinking he's going to hate this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when we the night we got there, I remember um, he Dennis explained it later, like confused, didn't know where he was, didn't know what happening, um, and he cried, and my dad never cried either. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember thinking later it's probably a good thing that he did not come home and have to recuperate because I think that would have been hard for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think somebody wow. who, who worked their entire life, you know, three jobs yeah. a day or whatever, yeah. coming home and you can't do any of that. Yeah. It would have been hard. Do you, did you remember like your mom saying anything to you or to anyone after he passed or what her thoughts were on it or anything? She didn't say much. I remember uh, coming up for the funeral then and coming in the house and she was upstairs and coming down and just give her a hug but no and I know it was hard for her and it's kind of kind of a funny story but not but um, when I moved back up here um, she did not want to sleep alone so she had asked Amy to sleep with her and Amy I'm thinking was getting ready to get married herself and would have been moving out shortly because it was summertime that I moved back. I forget when. Um, So from March till like if it was July, August, I don't know when I moved back. But um, she's telling me, I don't want I don't want anymore. (laughs) But I can't tell her. (laughs) I was like, I'll take your place, no problem, mm. you know. And uh, so I slept with her for a while, mm. and it's terrible. And it's a good thing she's not here. But one night I remember, like, dreaming or something, and just wailing her, <laughs> <laughs> whacked her in the head with my arm. It woke me up, and I'm sure it woke her up, but I did not say a word. <laughs> oh. That was- uh, that was funny afterwards, but I think the whole violent sleeping is just runs in the Rogers family. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. But but then after I don't know how long I did. But then one night I just was like, yeah, I moved back to the other room, mom. Yeah. But Amy couldn't, so I'm glad I could do that for her. <laughs> I mean, was she all right with that after you said that? She had to be. Yeah. Forced to be. She didn't say not. Yeah, and there wasn't anybody to, else to add. James would have been the only one still at home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna ask him. <laughs> but, but to just you know, however many years, and just didn't want to be alone in the bedroom. I mean, I can probably understand that. You yeah, know? just not there anymore. Right. How many years you're sleeping hard. with somebody every night? And then, I mean, yeah. they were married for what over forty <laughs> years. Yeah, because they got married forty three. They were married. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Long time sleeping yep. next to somebody, and then, yep. and then they're not there. Just not. Yeah. I think they had a queen size bed at the time, so it was like a big bed. <laughs> hmm. Um, I don't know how old you were when your mom passed away, but a couple people had mentioned about her living with Uncle Dennis and people going down there to visit. Um, mm-hmm. what do you remember about that? I remember she was in the hospital before that. Mm-hmm. 
and my memory is terrible. Donnie would have better records in memory because she was there with her and Dennis through most of it. But um, I remember Donnie and Donna and Jerry Ann and I don't know who all else um, starting to take care of her because hospice had been there a couple times and she didn't want them there. So... Good thing she had a lot of children. <laughs> had a lot of yeah, and there, there she was. And Dennis was working at the time, and probably Lynn was still working. Yes, that would have been in December into January or through January, because she died in. So January. So people are working. They're going to school. They're doing everything. I was. I wrote it down. I think I was forty-three, forty-seven, somewhere in there. When my mom died. 2004? Had, was it 2004 or 2005? 2005, I know that. So we had to take care of her. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you want to know specifically. <laughs> but I she, guess was, just, she was in a hospital bed, Den Scott yeah. for so she's more comfortable. She was in the living room. There was a bunch of us there. Came for the weekend, helped where we could, get her ready for bed. Do whatever. She was not getting up much. Jerry Ann was there to tell us how. Certain way, because of her physical therapy, right. how to, and Dennis would know how to um, safely move somebody around from the bed to a chair. Her friend, Mrs. Guy, was there, as well as other people. Some of the siblings said that they were that your mother talked to them before she passed. Did you get the talk? I put in the hot seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what some of them were calling it. Right. Um, I don't think I did because I was there. I didn't go home. Um, after I was there for the weekend, had a meltdown, talked to my husband. It's like, I can't go home. So it's like, all right, we'll work it out. I had two kids that were little at the time. I was driving bus at the time, so figure all that out. And um, I let him figure that out, and I stayed. And um, one afternoon, I think I sat with her, and we looked through a magazine and talked. And that was, to me, like the only thing I ever wanted growing up (laughs) from my mother was to spend time with her. And I don't feel like the time frame I was in the line of kids, there was time. I didn't get it. I remember her sleeping in every morning till we went to school. You know, however many of us walked to school. I remember just always wanting to have to spend the time. I mean, the other ones talk about her being involved in all the things. Well, she was, but then there was babies, <laughs> lots of them. So... um she didn't play with us. She didn't go to things with us one-on-one. Just there was not time for that. So she, yeah, it was strict because you had to be with that many kids. Uh, we all had jobs to do. You did them. But she was also, I would say, one other thing about my mother. She loved babies. I don't think she knew what to do with us or how to talk to us, or how to relate until we were teenagers Hmm. and older. Felt like then you could, like if she could carry on conversation with you and understand you and whatever, then that was, um, yeah. So while there that time when she was sick, yeah, I looked at that as, okay, she's spending time with me. We know she's going, she doesn't have a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was rough, and there was people in the house all the time, relatives coming in, friends coming in, people helping, and all of her kids, you know, as much as they could to be there. So there was not time then either. So I didn't hear you say this. I I don't know if you said it at Christmas Eve. I think Uncle Robert said you said it at his birthday party or whatever or whatever it was. Birthday that you had party. heard, you know all the siblings that we've had on and they're telling stories and whatever. 
and maybe you'd like to correct a few <laughs> a few of those stories. Maybe well, they didn't remember them correctly. Yeah, yeah. Since Now's I, your chance. Since I made that statement, I can't remember half of what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but it was after, I know it was after John's because he was the first one, and I just was like, yeah, that story, okay. No, that's not right. But um, that one thing I will correct, he would say my mom made lunches. I don't remember her making lunches. Mm. Who I'm going to plug in there for Jerry Ann because I know yeah. the age I was at, the next couple oldest girl, okay, would have been making lunches. Mm-hmm. My mom made have started making lunches, mm. but it wouldn't have been for however many. But mm. yeah, didn't somebody comment, you're going to get eight sandwiches out of a can of tuna, small one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my dad has said that to me But before. that's what it was like, you know. And I can remember in junior high, my favorite sandwich was American cheese, brown mustard, and pickles. Bread and butter pickles. And kids would look at me weird, but that's my favorite sandwich. Cheese, pickles, and mustard? No meat hey, on it at all? Don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> I don't play that. Grilled, grilled or no? <laughs> no. No grilled. You're taking it to school. No, you can't uh, grill it. And it's in your locker all day. And no meat. There's not a whole lot of meat. Just cheese and mustard getting warm in the locker all day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, it was the best. Yeah, my dad had mentioned, he'd mentioned to me before about he felt like Aunt Jerry Ann was like the one taking care of him and, you know, making lunches and doing laundry and all that stuff. Well, when and we I, were, yeah, when we were in Pennsylvania, she was the oldest that mm-hmm. had moved up. Yeah. And I think Aunt Kathy mentioned something like that, too. Like Uncle John had said something about my mom did the laundry and she was like, no, we did it all. We all well, did the laundry. She might have started it. Yeah. She separated it. Mm-hmm. They might have thrown it into the washer, but then we all had jobs. Yeah. That's the way it was right. to get everything done, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because Gene and I, and you started out when we were younger, our job was taking the basket of folded clothes to her bedroom, separating it, putting it in the room. So we would have, Gene and I would have been the ones putting it on their beds for them to then put away. Yeah, I think Aunt Jean did mention dresser. that too. And then, and then you moved up as you got older. You know that maybe you were the one to fold them and put them in the basket. Uncle, I mean, everything—the dishes—we had a schedule. Who worked well with who? Who washed? As you got older, you got to wash instead of dry. Oh, one thing I wanted to say about the um, table, uh, dinner table on Lake Avenue. We had our jobs. Whoever did the washing and drying, and the rest of you cleared. But if you asked or if you started giving my dad a back scratch, okay, then you got out of all of that. And then you also got your turn. He would scratch your back. It was great. (laughs) So everybody's standing there waiting. (laughs) Well, there's only two sides sides of them, so two at a time. So if you got there first, yeah, and it wasn't every night, but it was, yeah. Yeah. What is one of your favorite memories uh, with Aunt Amy? Or uh, multiple or whatever you want to yeah. say. Good memories wouldn't have been until we were both older. Mm-hmm. When she was little. Sorry, Allison and Olivia, but I was mean to her. <laughs> <laughs> she was a baby. Everybody loved her. Everybody wanted to come over and see her. Also, my mom almost died having her. So it was, and they added whatever, and this would be the last one, and yeah, so. And she was enough kids in between, Jean Richard James, in between me and her that we went to hang out when I was that young. When she was in high school, I lived in New Jersey, so it wasn't until, and then when I came home, she wasn't home very long, she was then married. Right. And then having kids, and then I was married, so it was... Uh, good memories would be afterwards. Gene mentioned we did dinners. Uh, we would get together. Um, one thing I will say about Amy, she didn't come to very many um, Christmas Eves because after a while, Bill didn't come, and she made the decision to stay at home and do a family thing with her family so that they would all be together, which I admire her for. That would have been hard because Christmas Eve is important. Mm -hmm. And it was tradition and we were always all, 
and I like to see everybody, but it probably was a hard decision too, but, and when we would do the, um, then Antoni started these uh, Rogers weekend, ladies weekend, mm-hmm. um, at High Point, there we go, and uh, she would come sometimes, and Amy and I had similar husband's character, so we could talk, where Jean didn't always I think understand that. that. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't always understand that, but Amy and I could uh, relate. Um, yeah. Tell us a little about your life now. You know, obviously, you said you you still drive bus. I still drive. Um, bus. I'm sure you still crochet and read and all that too. Uh, got any other hobbies or anything you like to do? I still like to crochet, and now I've added tatting, but. I'm afraid to get back doing that. I need to just do it, but slowly, because I gave myself, I don't know what, like tennis elbow? It was bad. It was really bad. I could not even lift my arm up. It was killing me. I thought I really <laughs> injured myself, but... Tatting, you said? Tatting. What is that? That is, um, it looks like crochet, but all it is is tied a knot, mm. basically, with really thin string. Mm. And the crocheting I do, I like to do with the string. Right. And still drive bus. I'm hoping I can retire from that sometime soon. Hmm. I thought I could this last year, but I still need to work, so. Miscommunication well, there. <laughs> wasn't meant to be. <laughs> wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Well, I guess we can get into some of the Facebook questions. Mm-hmm. Your daughter, Carrie, asks, what was your favorite uh, genre, and I'm assuming music, Mm -hmm. uh, growing up, and what is uh, your favorite now? I don't know what genres are. (laughs) 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 I I know what they are, but I don't know what you would call them. But anyways, when I was a kid, I did not like rap or hard rock. Heavy metal. Yeah, okay. That would be the thing. Because I did like rock and roll, whatever you want to call it, but not heavy metal. Not that. um, And plus the other, I don't know if it's called folk or whatever, that Robert and Dennis would have some records of that I would listen to. Um, I remember in uh, youth group in high school and starting to listen to Christian music. I listened to Petra. I listened to, um, see now she should have asked me that at home and I could have <laughs> looked it up. She'd do that question in later, but uh, mm. that's what I listen to now. Christian music, Christian. FLN, nothing rap. Although, although, when I was at the rink and DJing, mm. I could tell you all the top 10 and I listened to the top 10 and country. Got into country for a while, but. Because I had to know. Not anymore. I had to know because if you asked me for a song that did not have good lyrics, I would not play it for you. <laughs> That's what it is. I mean, you listen to you listen to any oldies or anything like that now? Nothing like that? Just Christian, basically? Well, it depends what you call oldies. My husband listens to oldies, and that's 50s and 60s. That's a little bit too old for me. 70s, 80s. Yeah, 80s. That was my... That's what I'd no, consider oldies. No, actually, no. When I, I graduated in eighty, so seventies would have been late seventies would have been my Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's about what I consider oldies, you know. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. I listen to oldies. Um, Uncle Robert asks, would you recommend a log home? No. Would not. Why not? My husband said before we moved there, the one house I don't want to buy is a log cabin. Bought it. <laughs> Bought it. Too much maintenance. Mm-hmm. Mm. Would Uncle Bill recommend? <laughs> no. no. And he didn't listen to his own recommendation. <laughs> yeah. Was and I thought the land was really what sold us on it. And yeah. he can build a house, right? Right. He's sure. built houses. Sure. But, but it was already there and built. And yeah. Tear it down, build another one. Yeah. The very top of the hill. <laughs> Steep. We like being up there. Yeah. I mean, do you still yeah. enjoy living in it? Or is it just like. I wish I was living in a different house. That's not log. 
I wish I was not living in that log house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go, Uncle Robert. (laughs) That area. (laughs) That area, but a different house. Yeah. It's dark. Yeah. It's logs round inside and out. You don't have a flat wall. There are some log homes that are flat walls inside. Right. Makes it easier to hang hang things. Hang a TV. And if you want to remodel anything, which we can do, Mm. you can't hide your wires. You can't hide your plumbing. Mm. It's there. Yeah. So you got to be creative or not. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, Carly asks, how did you and Uncle Bill meet? At the skating rink. Mm. I'll bet you a lot of people. (laughs) because <laughs> yeah. i heard them mm-hmm. yeah we met at the skating rink i mean i knew who he was anybody moving up from new jersey we would get told like we should know them because we're from new jersey right yeah. no it's a big place mm-hmm. although he did grow up very close to where we did in new jersey mm-hmm. but we didn't know each other mm-hmm. didn't know his family our families knew some of the same people mm-hmm. my dad had a job at um the TV place, name escapes me. But Bill's dad knew the owner. They went to the same church, mm. but we didn't know Bill's family. How far in like apart in age are you? Bill and I. Yeah, he's a year younger. Younger. He didn't go to Catholic school, did he? No. No. He went to a Christian school. Oh. He was very bad in school. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> we might yeah. want to go to the next question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Vendel asks, one of the questions she asked was, what what traditions did you love growing up? We had asked a couple other people that, but we didn't, we didn't include it. I liked Christmas Eve. I liked that the family got together. That one was better. I mean, family got together Thanksgiving, too, but Christmas is better because you get presents, you know? Right. <laughs> And uh, I liked Easter. I liked that we got to, probably somebody already said it, she would get 12 dozen eggs. Mm-hmm. So you had a lot of eggs to color. It was great. Yeah. Sorry, Kath, I don't know why we put them in the shoe, but you don't question these things. It's tradition. <laughs> you just do it. Don't ask questions. <laughs> um, and nobody's mentioned yet, too, birthdays. My mom tried to... She remembered everybody's birthday, tried to make it special. We could pick out what we wanted for dinner or maybe not dinner. No, we picked what kind of cake we wanted. She had a cake knife. I don't know if anybody else remembers. It sucker was very long and it had a little birthday cake with candles engraved on the cake. And it was only used for cutting your birthday cake. We had one as well. And I, I don't know. If, is the knife maybe still around? Maybe that was the knife. I I, somebody know. had the knife. Hmm. I don't know. Had a nice I'm white sure. handle. Ours and had it's a white handle. Box. <laughs> box. You probably got <laughs> the, the blue, knife. Had a blue yes. insert that it slid yes. into. Yep. Maybe we do have the knife. I That's never it. noticed the yep. engraving on it. Hopefully you, you haven't notice, used it. There's a little cake. Hmm. On the, when I go home, I'll, I'll check it out. Hopefully you haven't used it for anything other than cake. Oh, that's all we've used it for. Tradition. You don't use it for anything else. Yep. How long did you guys live in the house on Canton Street before the fire? Since I was married. So that was 20 years. 20 years. In that house. Can you tell us, um, you have a story from, you know, the fire and burning down and what you, you know, what you're, what you were thinking when that was (laughs) happening? (laughs) Uh, Well, I was at school because I was the lunch lady and then driving bus and it was between one and two o'clock. Bill called me to say, I think the house is on fire. I was like, what? what are you talking about? Well, there's smoke. Okay. <laughs> How much smoke? Well, I got to go. You know, he was not wanting to tell me how bad it was. But you don't just call somebody and say, I think yeah, the house on this, fire. I think the house. On I fire think our house might be burning down. <laughs> but anyway, he was, he was, I'm sure, also dealing with because he had been, he was in the house by himself with the dog and going to go get up to go upstairs to lay down to sleep, mm. to then go to work at night. So if that had happened, mm. I don't know what right. the story would have been. Right. But um, yeah, so then 
I'm standing there in the office. I had taken the call and I get off and I'm like, my house is on fire. And they're looking at me like I'm crazy. And I called Stacy right away because they were, you were living across the street up a few yeah. houses at the time. Yeah. The Simpsons, yeah. So I was like, all right, tell me what you can see because Bill's not telling me anything. Mm. Oh, yeah, she says. It's not good. Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> Has anybody oh, yeah. called 911? <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think she could hear it. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Bill ran next door to call and he had his cell phone in his pocket or something crazy like that. But anyway, yeah, so one of the other teachers at school drove my bus and they had the road blocked off. So when we got to town, we had to go around, and I took him up by the dry cleaners and up behind, I can't think of the name of the street, where you used to live up there, and came down by the In post the office and the oh, no, Bristol's, went around, yeah. Yeah. from coming from Mansfield, yeah, and went around, and they dropped me off there. And uh, I walked up the street, and you could just smell. I was like, I know that smell. <laughs> and the town cop at the time, I can't think of his name, I know him, but he came walking because they weren't letting anybody down the street, but he knew me. So that was that was craziness. From the front of the house, didn't look like anything, but it was all in the back. Were you able to save anything out of it, or was it? Yeah. You were? Yeah. Um, Uncle Dennis came up right away and took... Um, the dining room table, some bookshelves, a mom sewing machine, some other things. Because him and uh, Robert were doing the refinishing business at the time. So he took it home and cleaned up. Tried to save the desk in the office, but that was, he said he couldn't save that one. But he took a lot of the wood things. And also before, um, before the fireman cleared it, Bill asked if he could go in and get pictures off the wall in our living room i don't know if you remember we had pictures going all the way up the stairs on that wall and uh the fire was mostly in the back of the house so that was the front and they let him go in so he just like threw things off the walls picked up all of our photo albums out of that room and just had people lined up outside was just throwing stuff out so mm-hmm. we do have a lot of yeah. those memories yeah and all our christmas stuff was in one bedroom, like in the middle upstairs, that didn't get a whole lot of the water damage, smoke damage. So, did you have a favorite memory in that house? I mean, you were there. You said twenty years. Twenty years. Probably hard to pick. I would say it, we, fi- we were working on that house, fixing it the whole time, redoing. We had almost all of the rooms redone. The dining room and the upstairs hallway was the last, but um, we did it as a, build. mostly did it, but as a family, I mean, we helped with parts of it, and as each new thing, you made it your own, and uh, my favorite room in there was our bedroom when we got that done, because I decided I wanted a TV on the wall, or I'd said I would never do that, and the girls and I would uh, go up there and watch movies on my nice new bed loved that bed Bill hated it it was really tall but and we had to set it up just like we like it light switch was right there on the wall new carpet TV yeah when I had my bed in here it was right there light switch right there on the wall yep we redid the bathroom up there set it up with the laundry it was great move things around um, Uncle James asks, what is your favorite car you owned? The white manual shift Dodge Colt Ford Torino? <laughs> Neither? Neither one of those. The Ford Torino was my first car. Okay. The Dodge I bought from Larry didn't last. Yeah, it was all right. Uncle Larry sold you a lemon. <laughs> he didn't know it was a lemon. <laughs> but no, the shifting things were going and I didn't want to fix it, so I sold it. I didn't actually know what was wrong with it, but... Anyway, it had a sunroof. It was nice shift. But my favorite car was the Chevy Cavalier. Four-door with a trunk. Hmm. Chevy Cavalier, what year? My mom had one, so. I don't know. 90s? 2000s? Favorite car and you don't know the year? Come on. I know it. 
See, I just know. I wanted four doors in a trunk. How old were you? <laughs> it was tan. I was married, so it was after nineties, but it was not a new car. So, Chevy Cavalier. Yep, it was a good car. Did not have much wrong with it. Really hated to sell it when we did. We sold it to Bill's brother, but it was a good car. Yeah. Uh, my wife Adriana asks, "How long have you been a bus driver?" And then also, have you built any relationships uh, with the kids? I have to laugh at that one. I didn't want to be a bus driver, okay? So I've been driving bus since 1991-ish. Right. So however long that is, too long. I am the mean bus driver, if you can believe that. I don't talk to them. My kids will tell me, though, when I drove for uh, New Covenant... Those kids were good. And I knew them. I was the lunch lady also, whatever. So, yeah, I would have had good relationships with them. And it was a whole different ballgame as from public school because in public school, you do not have the kids come to you in the morning and apologize for being bad the day before and you didn't even know it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they went home and told mom and mom is like, you better, whatever. But it it was a different whole different ball game yeah. public school and christian school yeah public school you don't want to talk to them sit down and shut up let me drive <laughs> no i said or i said should i tell them the eighth grader one of my favorites fist bumps me on the way in and we're cool because we both have hey dudes all right <laughs> whatever <laughs> But yeah, last year I was really ready to quit and I, and I couldn't stop talking about how much I hated it. And all the kids were paying the butt, most of them. But really, I don't have a full bus and a lot of other routes where I drive is way worse than mine. But right now it's good because most of all the bad ones have moved or how, how does that work? <laughs> like, do you get to pick what route you want to do or does the school assign that? Um, it's contractors. The school is not in charge of that, really. Mm. Well, they can be in charge of getting rid of somebody if they're not a good bus right. driver. But um, I work for a contractor in Mansfield. So you uh, technically don't work for the school. You work for... Technically. I see. Okay. Yeah. She is the best. Trish is the best. Um I would do anything for her. That's why I'm still there. And yeah, what? probably if I asked, I could get a different one. But I'm um, I'm just like whatever you need help with, because she would do anything for us. You do you take the bus back to your house? Yep. I mean, if it was me, I'd be like, I want the one that's ends the closest, <laughs> you know, to my house. <laughs> Wherever that bus drops that last kid <laughs> off. Closest to my house. That's what. That's. I don't want, I want that route. No. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, the ones closest to my house. I don't think she has those routes because no. there's a couple contractors for Northern Tioga. Mm. But yeah, my route is in uh, Lawrenceville area, yeah. right near the school. She wants the furthest away from the <laughs> house. Give her a little therapy driving home with no kids yeah. on the bus. I don't want to see the kids on my bus in my neighborhood. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, you got anything else you want to share? Any stories? Anything else you wrote down that you need to get off your chest? Or Robert asked a question for my husband. I'll have to answer that one about the. Oh, oh, he said something about. He did put it on there. I thought a the thought? picnic reunion at my house. Yeah. A thought. A thought. Yeah. Apparently, just, that's I not just, a question. Even though he did yeah. end with a question. A mark. thought. Okay. Well, I'll add another thought then to his thought <laughs> that. Oh. Our house is open. Anybody wants to come campfire, picnic, it's happening. We already do it with Bill's family five days every summer. It's become a thing. Although they bring another shower because I only have one. Another shower. Although I do have three bathrooms, only one shower. Outdoor shower? <laughs> or like one a, indoor shower. What do they bring? It's the summer. No, a little I, tent you said thing. They, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And a heater for the water. Mm. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. Forget any more than that. And bring their campers and yeah, Bill's brother and his wife's family and his whole family and picnic and yeah, so So it sounds like a yes. Yeah. 
And he, well, but he's talking about, I think he was talking about the strawberry thing. And they were talking to him halfway. We're not halfway between the whole yeah. family. So He said a Rogers picnic slash reunion. Anytime. Anytime. Okay. Yeah. There you go, Uncle Robert. Schedule it. Not quite bring, halfway, but whatever. Bring your camper <laughs> and your extra bathroom. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> bring another bathroom <laughs> and the heater for the water and be all set. Yep. All right. Well, who should we have on here next? We don't have anybody lined up right no, now. Yeah. Well, if it's still snowing, you can have to pick somebody up here. But yeah. I would be most, I am most interested in hearing the stories that I don't remember. Like from the older ones, Stoney and Timmy and... Yeah, Uncle yeah. Dennis said he wanted to hear the older ones too. Yeah. He hasn't been on, but he was texting us and right. saying that. Yeah, because I was thinking that when Kathy was doing hers. I mean, she's... Would know the people yeah. now that we have no way of asking anybody anymore. Who is right. this? Right. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. Well, appreciate you coming on, coming down here. And okay. Thanks for having me. On, so. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope yeah. <laughs> yep. Hopefully it wasn't as bad as you thought it would be, yeah. maybe. But. <laughs> a little nervous to start, but, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, and uh, we hope you guys enjoy listening, and uh, hope we uh, have you back next week. Thanks. Thanks.